The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 11th chapter. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then, after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he meant taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go, that we may die with him. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. When she had said this, 
she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in her house were consoling her, they saw Mary rise quickly and go out, and they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of a blind man also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips, and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what he did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council and said, What are we to do? For this man performs many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. He did not say this of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, 
but also to gather into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day on, they made plans to put him to death. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Some things are worse than dying, and one of them is living in constant fear. Fear has become a daily grind for so many of us right now. As we sit alone and worry about our parents and our children and our friends and our community and our nation and our future. Some days it feels like we are just about to go to pieces, that we are in danger of being scattered and isolated and unloved forever. But today, Jesus gives us the gift of saying no to fear. And that might be one reason that St. Thomas agrees to go back to Bethany with Jesus today. Like you, I know that St. Thomas has a bad reputation. If we remember anything about him, we remember that very first Easter when Thomas refused to believe that Jesus was risen from the dead. So in the church, he became known as Doubting Thomas, and his doubt worries us, because doubt is contagious. Once caught, doubt wanders, and if it is not hemmed in, Doubt gets lost far away from familiar faces, and eventually doubt can escalate to unfaith. Until one day, when we wake up all alone and very much afraid in a world that is dangerous and dark and cold. So the gift of saying no to fear starts with something this simple. Faith agrees with Jesus, and fear disagrees with him. No matter what happened that first Easter, Thomas is anything but disagreeable today. The disciples have heard that Lazarus is very sick, and yet they are very anxious about Jesus' next move. Why would you go back to Judea if your enemies are waiting there to stone you? Why would you go see Lazarus if Lazarus is only sleeping? Why can't we just stay here on the far side of the Jordan where life is pleasant and safe? And Jesus' reply is love which sounds something like this. I love Mary and Martha. I love Lazarus, and he could use the company. I love God, and God would get the glory. So let's make a sick call at Bethany. After all, if you love someone, you do them good.
And that definition of love, to love is to do good, carries Jesus back up the hill to Jerusalem. Against the disciples' fear, Jesus' love is firm and explicit. Lazarus has died. Let's go to him. And in love, Thomas agrees. Let's go with Jesus, and we can die too. After all, there are some things much worse than dying. And one of them is being so paralyzed by fear that we abandon our family and our friends when they need us most. So faith agrees, and love does good. But what about the glory of God? What does Jesus mean by that? Glory is when the holiness of heaven comes to earth, and in this case, when it comes as holy love. Martha has a sense of Jesus' holy love when she says, Lord, I'm sure that my brother would be alive had you been here. Lord, I know that when you pray, God gives you what you ask. Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Lord, I trust that my brother will rise again on the last day. Mary feels that holy love, too, when she begs Jesus for help. Lord, I believe you, and I love you back, and I trust you, but please, do some good for me right here and right now. What she's really asking is this, Jesus, show me the glory of God. You all know what happens next. Jesus weeps because he loves his dear friend Lazarus. And with his tears, he absorbs the pain and the loss and the despair of all those who are crying. Then Jesus prays. Because he loves his heavenly Father, and he wants Mary and Martha and all of us to love God as our Father too. And then Jesus touches Lazarus with glory, with holy love, using his heavenly voice. Lazarus, come out. And God's glory does its work. Lazarus comes out in a bundle of linen strips with a death cloth still over his face. And that is heavenly holiness that Jesus brings to earth. God's glory expressed as God's love for our good and neutralizing our fear as it is joyfully received by us in faith, a faith which loved God back, embracing him as our Heavenly Father too.
That all seems good in theory, the notion that perfect love casts out fear. But we are still apart again this week, and we may be away from each other for some time. So how do we carry on in a dangerous, cold, and lonely world? We do it with these holy words. Do not fear. This is not the first time the church has been scattered, and it will not be the last. And come what may, we are in God's loving hands. Yes, we long for the Holy Supper. Yes, we have folks waiting to be baptized. And yes, we miss the joy and the beauty of our community. But until we are gathered together again, we are strengthened by the glorious, holy, loving, living voice of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, knowing that when we hear him, Jesus is already sitting in our ear. And when he is with us, sitting in our ears, we have nothing to fear because his love is with him and with us, and nothing can separate us from his love. His presence neutralizes our fear. We need not despair because we know how this story goes. The last time we saw a man wrapped up like Lazarus was at Christmas when Jesus was the one wearing swaddling clothes, all wrapped up in linen strips and lying in a manger, born to be with us as Emmanuel, our Savior. The angel sang to this precise point to be sure that we would not miss it. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. They told us quite clearly that peace was to be found in this baby, Jesus the Christ, in whom the holiness of heaven had come to earth, in the divine gift of love, born in flesh and blood for us. The next time we see a man rising like Lazarus will be at the tomb on Easter morning. When Mary and the disciples find the stone rolled away and that death cloth which once covered Jesus' face neatly folded and waiting for them in his empty tomb, it is a mark of triumph. Jesus is indisputably Lord, even over death. So it turns out that Thomas was right to trade his fear for love, the only escape from the terror of a cold, dark, dangerous, lonely world, the only way out and the only way home is to be carried along by Jesus' words, just as Thomas was, all the way to a full cross where Jesus is raised up in glory to die his holy death in our place, and then along to his empty tomb, which proclaims that even our death is nothing to fear, since we are already risen with him.
Larger than our daily fear is his eternal glory, given to us right here and right now, as we die and rise with him in holy baptism and hear his holy voice in scripture and eat and drink with him at his holy supper and live with him as our never-failing companion day by day, the one who absorbs our pain and fear, the one to whom we pray, the one whom we trust. We love him back as he calls us and carries us all the way home to heaven. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.